0: So if you could be here around 9, that would be great. Okay? Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 1 of Love After Lockup. On this episode, Renika finally reunites with Asante. Keyrock gets released and moves in with Brittany and his mom. Andy gives Brittany the saddest bunch of balloons. Melissa is scared of Louie's mom's Donna. And we meet Sheree, who has a faked marriage license with her man, Anthony. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O.
1: How are things going with you?
0: Things are going okay. We kind of had a bit of some shocking love after lockup news.
1: Yes, we we did. So I guess it's a more a kind of, we do it in the other one more often, like a rumor roundup. Although it's not rumors, it's totally confirmed things that if you don't want to hear about it, maybe skip forward a little bit because it is. I don't know. I feel like you'd have to
0: skip over a lot because we're just going to jump (laughs) into them. But major spoiler alert with Asante and Renika.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it seems that uh Asante it passed away, actually. Right. right of all he things. was in a
0: terrible car accident at the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. And so he and it sounded like it was mostly his fault. Um more so being a reckless driver. Uh, they're not saying it's due to.
1: No substances or anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Right. Just driving recklessly. Uh, he was the only one in his car. Uh, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, so he died. And then the other car, there were injuries, but everyone is alive. Mm-hmm.
1: I think everyone is alive and more or less like fine. I think there were minor injuries or whatever. Um, I didn't get right. the idea that anything was like really serious to everybody else. But yeah, I mean, and if you look that up, you kind of see other details about like what's going to happen before that happens. Because like we right. said, that happened that happened early this month. So that is going to be well after... I'd imagine, well after this season ends.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so major spoiler alerts, because you'll see it in the news if you were to look it up. It's very obvious that Renika and Asante were not together at the time of his death. Mm -hmm. And so it's just almost like, I don't know. It just seems like, is it even worth covering if we kind of know where it ends? I mean...
1: (sighs) Yeah. And it's, I mean, especially because it ends in such a tragic place, right? It's like nobody, yeah, whatever, however much of a jerk he is, nobody deserves, nobody deserves that, right? No, no. And um Well,
0: and especially because there's children in the mix now, too. Yep.
1: For sure. For sure. So, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, if it's going to be on the show, we might as well put it up there because we can also, but it's also going to be like, kind of going to cast a, you know, Paul over covering it and be like, well... Do we say – we can't say anything bad about Renault Sante? Well, (laughs)
0: no. Okay, maybe we should just jump into it and I have thoughts.
1: We start with with a lot. I feel like this had a lot from – that were literally the same exact scenes we saw in the last episode of Love During Lockup.
0: Well, they did do that preview, whatever, first look, so Mm -hmm. it really was their first scene.
1: Yeah, and so Renika's outside the sheriff's office, like, yelling about, let him out, let him out. uh." And, of course, this is happening right after she got off the phone with his, quote, auntie, um, slash, actually, girlfriend, um, saying, you know, I'm his girlfriend. So, anyway – he comes out and they hug, which we also saw before. And they both talk a lot about how sexy the other one is in the parking lot. And he like grabs her ass and stuff. And then they hit the road where she can't just – she's driving but she can't stop stroking his beard. Like she keeps like driving with one hand on the wheel and the other one on his chin. Um, mm-hmm. he, and then they kind of get into like the sex talk. He says he's a wolf ready for tonight. And then she talks about how she really has three different personalities. There's the diva who's a diva. Like That's the rap personality, more or less. Yeah. There's really Renika, who's, you know, like a reserved baby. And there's Nutty. And Nutty is the one that showed up with last season when she tried to get her family kicked out of the club. <laughs> so she asked, which one does he want to have tonight? And he's like, I kind of want Renika tonight. But she's like, mm, no, nah, I think you're going to get nutty because uh, your auntie just told me she was your girlfriend. And uh, anyway, so this this person calls right while they're in the car, and he's like talking to her, and the whole time he's talking to her. Verónica's like threatening to punch him, like she has her fist up in the air, like next to his old arm. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm very confused. No, more
0: like he was like legit scared of her. Yes,
1: yes, he was like, "Ah, what do you? Oh, what do you know?" Stop. Anyway, so he doesn't put it on speaker, so he can't really hear what was said. But he also doesn't get why she was up, why she was so upset that his auntie was calling, and um, he also insists the production, like, like they said something about like, is it your auntie or is it your girlfriend? This is an interview, and he's like, yeah, you must have things mixed up. That's my auntie.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, the auntie is has his uh, has like a, the phone that he needs, and he's going to go pick it up because he can't have his prison phone anymore, so he's got to get a new phone. So he wants to go by himself to get it. And she's like, nope, nah, we're going there together. So he tells us that Renika doesn't have anything to worry about. She was there for him and, and while he was in prison, and that meant a lot to him. So he'll definitely be faithful. So back in the Nika's. car, uh, Nikas being weird about things and finally blurts out that that bitch just, call, just called and told me you were her girlfriend. Were you going to tell me that? And then they both start yelling at each other back and forth. The word loyalty comes up a lot. Like I was loyal to you. You loyal to I was being loyal with the loyalty. And then you need loyalty. Like it was I was, you know, just a mess of words. <laughs> so Renika wants to believe wants to believe that she's his one and only. And he wants to make clear that he wears the pants. So if he says something, that's what happened. That's what goes. Anyway, so he dares to um He like dares her to be like, well, fine. If that's how you feel, you want to drop me off right here and we'll be done. Is that what you want to do? Is that what you want to do? And of course, no, it's not what she wants to do. So she kind of works. And then he kind of works himself back into her good graces just by grabbing her hand. And well, she takes his hand and then makes it. There's a jerk off motion involved. So then we're getting back to that because we're getting back to her place for sex because they're both super horny. So they get in there and he sees the whole tour of the house and then hops right into the much softer than prison bed. And then he says, it's been four years and there'll be time for togetherness and, you know, um, getting to know each other and deep conversations. But right now it's time for sex. Sex is the main focus. So then they start making out and the cameras kind of move outside as soon as the shirt comes off. But then we get a screen cap of four hours later where they, I guess they kept hidden cameras in the house and they catch him sneaking out of the house and going into a mystery car. God. So, I, I'm still with his, what is his game plan with this anti-girlfriend thing? I don't understand how yeah. this is supposed to work.
0: I Yes, I don't understand either. I think he's really just trying to juggle two girls. It makes me wonder how much of... You know, Renika, the girlfriend, seems to know because the other Uh girlfriend seems to know, like, her name and whatever. But then again, we don't know. He could be calling Renika another auntie, so who knows what they actually know about one another. But it kind of also seems like other girlfriend may be winning out If if it's the same girlfriend at his funeral.
1: That I think that might be a bold assumption based on the limited information here. That <laughs> there's if we, oh gosh, like, I feel like if we already know there's two women, is it that much of a stretch that there's a third woman? Like, I don't nah. right?
0: Yeah, a third woman who doesn't know any of these shenanigans and you know, easily kind of brought in when the two kind of exactly. blow each other's relationships, exactly. Up. He
1: doesn't strike yeah. me as somebody who's going to be going very long without somebody. Like, yeah. going with him, right? And and so, I could I could see that being a thing. So if, if, it, if it depends on this girl now, if it, I was thinking, it, if it's his auntie picking him up at like at two in the morning after his other girlfriend fell asleep, yeah, that might also indicate that she. It indicates both things: a that she knows what's going on with Renika, right? She knows right that it's not some auntie or whatever, and right. b that she's kind of winning, like. The one you sneak out—you're gonna go wake up at three in the morning and sneak out. That's uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty solid show sign of commitment, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I just Renika—it really just bothers me. I I want her to just own it. If She's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get laid. I don't care that this guy is a piece of crap. Like he's playing me, whatever. Mm-hmm. If she just like played it from that angle fine but it really bothers me that she's dragging her kids into this right. and trying to make it like this is my life partner we're going to do things with and you know this guy is worth the investment effort mm-hmm. you know all this stuff um you know going to be the future father to my kids like all that right. it just
1: right, it right. really
0: bothers me.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think a lot of women have trouble separating out the I just need to get laid. Like, he's hot. He wants to do it. Let's go. Like, does it matter? Like, because, you know, because after that, it's like, do we have to talk about anything else? Because I know enough for what I want to happen with this relationship. Like, we're good. Like, that's all. I have all the information I require at this point. Right? Yeah. And I just think a lot of, I think a lot of women are kind of. More or less socialized to feel bad about that—that that's not how you should do things, and you should. Oh well, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't want to sleep with somebody and be horny for somebody unless you're really looking to make a commitment to them, and you it's really a a deep love and it's a relationship. I think that's getting better as uh, better changing, right? Sure. And it definitely is different when you're for different people, but
0: I think in this particular situation, it would matter. Because the fact of the matter is, is you got children, and you moved with your children yes. for some dude who you know isn't going to be around much longer.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. It. it so at what point? Because yeah, because that's the thing. Is it was like, listen, I could see if she even went like this, if she went like, listen, he's got this other woman saying, my girlfriend, I'm not yeah. going to say anything about it tonight because I want to get some. I'm going to get my. I'm going to get what I want, right. and then tomorrow, like. <laughs> We're going to have we're going to decide once and for all what's what's going on here. And then and then and then proceed from there. But that's not what she's doing. She's just no. kind of like, I'm going to pretend this isn't a problem. And then maybe it won't be a problem. But it's yeah. definitely a
0: problem. Like, right. It's definitely a problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. right. Let's move on to another repeat couple that we saw fairly recently. And that's Brittany and Key Rock. And they actually had a decent amount of time. Um, on this episode. So Brittany and Key Rock, they got together about a year ago while they were both in prison. Brittany has been out for a little while now and Key Rock, he's getting out in a few days. Key Rock is transgender, but Brittany wouldn't know that. Uh, he was not born a man. Brittany is attracted to Keyrock's beautiful spirit. She loves that he's a gentleman and he makes her feel safe and happy. Key Rock is short, but not shorter than Brittany. So based on their height, Brittany thinks that they are a perfect match. Brittany's dad calls her as she is decorating the hotel room. He's worried that Key Rock might not know how to leave the streets behind. Brittany has just started to mend her relationship with her dad after she felt judged for her criminal lifestyle and her relationship with a transgender man. She still feels it's important to have her dad's approval, and she asks if she will see him in a few days so he can meet Key Rock. But he says he might be busy. Her family doesn't know that they are engaged, and she's worried that they won't accept it. It's now release day and Brittany is nervous because she hasn't seen Key Rock in a year and she was kind of skinny back then. She's trying to get ready and she's running late. On her way, Key Rock's mom, T- Tammy, calls. They banter about who will look better at the release. Brittany loves Tammy and considers her another mom. Brittany struggled with the last meeting with her mom where she cried when she found out about Key Rock. Brittany is waiting from afar for a red shirt that she sent to Key Rock to wear when he got released. She doesn't want to go on prison grounds just in case there's some rule against it, and she doesn't want to violate her parole. Brittany has a high pitched scream when she sees Key Rock. Key Rock is carrying a box, and Brittany tells him, "Ditch the box. You can go back and get it later." As they run to each other and kiss, Brittany is crying, and they're both really happy. Brittany calls Keyrock "Chocolate Dumpling," and Key Rock mm. is not happy about that pet name. Mm. Key Rock tells us uh, about growing up. His dad didn't accept his transition and told him to get out of the house. So he did. He was a stick it up, stick up kid, which was basically, you know, a position where he mugged people. Mm-hmm. He said that he got caught by the police on Christmas and he's been incarcerated for seven years. Brittany says that she misses the little raps Key Rock would do when they were in prison. So Key Rock does one for Brittany on the spot. Brittany feels like she is completely free now that Key Rock is free. Key Rock is a bit nervous to see his mom because she's not seen him physically as a man yet. As soon as they pull up, Tammy cries and runs out as they hug. Key Rock's brothers join in on the hug. Tammy says that her son is free physically and mentally. Brittany will be living with Key Rock and Tammy, but their first couple of nights will be at a hotel. Tammy has been going through chemo for breast cancer, so she's self-conscious of her skin, so she's covering her face with a scarf. Key Rock promises to never leave her again, and he's sorry. Tammy says that she loves Britney for Key Rock, but does admit that Britney's whining is super irritating. Babe! Uh, Tammy is not wrong. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, was for sure. super annoying. Okay, so uh, we don't think that Key Rock is trying to be a rapper, but we've seen uh, plenty of rappers uh, the first last couple seasons. How uh-huh. would you rate Key Rock's rapping?
1: I think his flow was decent, but none of his words rhymed. There was <laughs> no rhyming at all in that entire verse. Like So like,
0: more slam poetry style.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like a blank verse or whatever. Like I, you're supposed to make couplets and stuff. It was just – so if, for effort and it was on the spot, good, good enough, right? We, at least this wasn't like – so this was what wasn't what he had written and come out with, but – yeah, I needed some rhyming in those in those rhymes. They're literally called rhymes. Like they should rhyme. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So what did you think about Tammy?
1: Oh, Tammy seemed awesome. Uh, I
0: know. I love her. She's great.
1: Yeah, like she was, she was, she was super cute. Um, like, and I felt bad for her trying to cover up her face in front of the camera. Yeah, like that did feel like, oh. But I thought um, I thought Key Rock was really like, you know, empathetic and and, you know. Good at getting her to uncover and be like, I don't care what you look like, like my mom, let's go. You're my mom. Like, you know, that kind of thing. So I think we did pretty good. I think she treats, I I just, she just strikes me as the kind of person that's going to treat everybody well. Like she, I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of people that she's like, I don't like them. Like, I think she just is a big hearted person.
0: Okay, so that being said, she's not wrong, and I really super appreciate that she, like, put it out there up front that Brittany's whining, kind of irritating, because now she's got to live with this whining. Yeah. Do you think Tammy's going to snap at any point?
1: Ah, I don't know. I think she just continues to make snide comments about, like, you whine a lot. Like, why are you whining again? Yeah, because it (laughs) is. And that's what it is. It's literally just the tone of voice. It's just like, oh, the yeah. like, ah, like, oh man, that, that is. Oh, it's
0: so irritating. I have a, a friend, a, a couple, you know, and mm-hmm. the, you know, wife in that group, that couple, she is just like that. Drives me my friends nuts. <laughs> it, it,
1: it's it's almost like when you get a little bit older, to me, it, it seems a lot like the baby talk, right? Yeah. It, it's It's you took baby talk. And then you grew up a little bit. You changed the tone a little bit and do it in other places. Because she's not really doing it to complain. She's just like, that's no. how she's like showing affection. It's just like
0: saying, hey, like all the time, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's wooing everywhere. Yes. Woo,
0: hey. Right. Like, it's just, it's a lot.
1: It is a lot. It is a lot. And maybe that maybe it goes down when it's not literally the first day that she's been with her, her partner, you know?
0: Oh, she was at like decibels that I was just like, oh God. Oh, well, yes. Pitches where I was like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I can see that. It was
0: was a lot. Yeah. But, you know, it's so interesting, like, the contrast of, you know, their storyline, love during lockup versus now. mm -hmm. It's like almost seems like if you had never watched love during lockup, I would be like, this seems like a pretty solid couple with a a good support system
1: right right i don't know because i think i saw a couple of a couple of spots where it was like oh i see where this is going to go because part of it has always been during love during lockup was Mm -hmm. how kind of controlling he is and he had spies on the outside keeping her every move wanting to know where she is like they were in the car for like 13 seconds like they just just started down the road and he was already complaining about her driving (laughs) <laughs> like oh, you're gonna are you gonna do, are you' gonna get, are you gonna get in there? what are you gonna like no and, oh like, oh no, no, backseat driver, you need to stop like this is not okay, and so I think there's gonna be a lot of criticism. I think I mean, it's the first day I think where it makes it makes them seem more fairy tale than they are, nicer than they are because they haven't really started to get to the irritating stuff yet,
0: yeah, yeah well, oh. uh, let's see here. uh, we had. One last couple that we saw from this last love during lockup.
1: Yes, we did. That was yeah. that was Andy and Brittany. So Andy, uh, who again was in the last season of Love and Lockup, and his son Barry are working on staging like the hotel room for his uh, partner Brittany's homecoming because they're on the, the way to get his Georgia peach. He's like, "Who doesn't love a Georgia peach?" And I was like, "Kind of me. I don't. What? What are you talking about?" So, <laughs>
0: the
1: from her person release, or the fruit. The person like I, okay. there's no. it's just I don't know. It's just a lot of times like, you know, people are people and I like people for individual bases. But if you're like, what kind of group of people do you find particularly attractive? Like southerners don't really do it for me. <laughs>
0: I, I don't <laughs> even know what to picture when I think of a southerner, but all right.
1: <laughs> but um, but he is a southerner, so it makes sense to him. So he reminds us that he's already been married twice, that his first wife uh, had a problem with drugs and he has three children with her. And the second one, he just says they just drifted apart. One of those things. So he thinks that what makes him and Brittany unique, and he said, must stress this: what makes them unique is that they're a couple who has a lot in common. Okay. So in the lobby of the hotel, uh, they meet up with Brittany's daughter Gracie, who says this whole thing feels surreal. So they squeeze into his car, which is full of flowers and balloons that he plans on like releasing because release from jail, release balloons. See, ha ha ha. And we also see a bit of the backstory between him and Gracie. They had a really rocky introduction uh, last season. And like, and so they like almost always, they have to wait off site for like a van to come and drop her off. So then they start the familiar pattern of just kind of waiting around. And and Andy's trying to like not hurt himself by doing jumping jacks, but he has a lot of energy to burn off. But he's going to have to wait, burn that energy off for a big amount of time because two hours later, they're still waiting there. So we're looking at basically every minivan and SUV that passes and like, you know, every car that passes, they're like, is that her? Is that her? Oh, is that her? Oh, is that her? And then she finally gets dropped off. Uh, Brittany gets out of the car and gives Gracie a really big, long hug first. It's her daughter and everything. And then gets a peck and a short hug from Andy. Then she meets Barry, which is the weirdest, awkwardest way I could possibly imagine meeting someone. (laughs) Oh, he's got a prison like, hi, I'm Barry. So anyway, Andy says that In an interview that his face makes it plain that it doesn't make it plain that I'm just over the moon. It did not. It looked exactly like his face all the time. He just has one face. Um, And Brittany is clearly super excited to be out. So then we get an an interview now that she's out. We get to see her and she tells us her backstory. She says she's been getting in trouble ever since kindergarten and she blames her destructive tendencies on her tough relationship with her mom. So she says that in her hometown, every cop knew her, but evident, like, because she got in so much trouble, but evidently not well enough to know to close the windows because she told us one night she managed to climb out of a cop car's windows twice in one day. Like she got out (laughs) and they arrested her and she got out again. Um, So she said she got into the relationship with the man that gave her her kids, but things went south and she started using and her using led to her misprobation appointment. And that's how she ended up in jail. So she's hoping that she doesn't end up making the same mistakes again. And speaking of mistakes, Andy is now like, oh, these balloons, we're gonna release them for your release. Release the balloons. But they're full with air instead of helium, so they don't actually go anywhere. They just fall on the ground, which is... No,
0: I think they were helium at one but point. But it was just so you long. Recall, they were... you, like I was going to say, if you recall, when he first had the balloons in the back of his car, they completely took over the backseat of his car. Okay. The next day, you see Barry sitting back there with the balloons, quite a bit smaller, because there's oh, room or two of them now.
1: I didn't think about it. So, we got the balloons the day before. Yes. Oh, yeah. The rubber balloons do not... They last, like, three hours. Like, that's right. all you have for us. <laughs> The yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Execu- execution not there, Andy.
1: But that I mean, is that not emblematic of Andy? Of like, yeah. I'm gonna make a make a big statement, but the execution just is not well,
0: there. Well, yeah, let's also remember his turd cake that he made.
1: Yes, exactly. With little turds. I mean, so I guess let's put it that way, how how well? I guess first impressions of seeing Brittany the actual first time now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually always liked her from Love During Lockup. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not going to deal with this guy's bullshit. I really liked that she tried to do her best to protect Gracie. She didn't throw Gracie under the bus. She never said anything to Andy about, like, Gracie being uncomfortable with him, you know? And she seemed to be okay with the fact that Gracie was, like, uncomfortable with him now. You -hmm. know, she wasn't, like, pushing him on her or anything like that. Um, I think that... You know, if she is sober, I think that this is a pretty good mom. Like, you know, at least she knows what she's supposed to do as a mom, right? Sure. Um, We'll kind of see how that plays out now that she's free. But overall, I like Britney. I like that Britney is suspicious of Andy. I like (laughs) that, like her, you know, reasoning for not liking Andy was had nothing to do with anything else other than you may be a shitty dad. That is right. not someone I want as a partner.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I definitely thought it was funny um, in the, in this episode that we saw. Like, obviously, we're focused on Andy and we're with Andy and we get Andy's narrative. Yeah. Is that Brittany was like 10 times more excited to see her to see Gracie than she was to see Andy. Oh, like,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> and this is like completely obvious. And I was like, yes, I'm getting out of prison and seeing my daughter. You're here, too. Oh, you're there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like if you asked her, I was like, who's supposed to? What are you here to do? She's like, I can't wait to see my daughter. What about Andy? Oh, yeah, I guess oh, he is yeah, going to be guy. there. <laughs>
0: that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole like Brady Bunch family kind of situation that's starting to develop here is going to be interesting as well. Um, just because I don't know if Gracie wants a whole lot to do with Andy and his family although I will say that Barry seems like a really sweet kid um I, I I don't know but we'll see
1: yeah Barry seems okay um and um but he's also the one that hasn't literally thrown dad under the bus like the yeah. other time the other kids are just like that's awful like why is he giving her money why did he abandon us this well, guy sucks
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I kind of feel like Barry low-key is like on his sister's side. You know, like he just hasn't been as vocal, and like, yeah, you're a shitty dad. Like, mm-hmm. he hasn't been vocal about it, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's here for the drama. But I definitely, yeah.
1: But I definitely think that, or at least the impression we got from Gracie is that mm-hmm. I don't know that her kids think that she was a bad mom. Like, and, like yeah. and so I think that could be a why do your kids like why do my kids like me more than your kids like you um, right. <laughs> kind of issue that comes up. This is unfortunate. Um,
0: Well, because, you know, at least Britney has the excuse of like, well, the shitty things I did were when I'm on drugs. Like for Andy, the shitty things I did were just because the shitty things I did.
1: Right. Which he blames on his ex's drugs constantly.
0: Right. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have two other couples that one we've seen before and the other one we haven't seen before. So let's yes. start off with the one that we have seen before. It's been a little while, mm-hmm. uh, but they were on a previous season of Love During Lockup. Right. And that was Melissa and Louie. So Melissa, 39, a male carrier and bartender from New Jersey, gets a call from her boo, Louis, 41, on the way to brunch with her family. Louie and Melissa, they went to high school together and reconnected while he was in prison for armed robbery. Melissa's family isn't quite sure about Louie, and it doesn't help that Melissa blames Louie for her being late. Melissa has a plan for Louie to move to New Jersey, even though he's incarcerated in Georgia. Melissa's dad seems to be concerned that Louie does drugs. Her sisters are worried that Louie will be freeloading off of her if he moves to New Jersey. The conversation then moves to Louis's teeth, or the lack of them. It ends up that he only has five teeth left. He had pretty bad meth mouth, and the Department of Corrections just yanked all his, all his teeth. Ronald, Melissa's dad, pulls out his teeth to, get Melissa, to give Melissa a preview of what she can look forward to with Louis. <laughs> Later, Melissa's on her way to Georgia to see Louis at his release. She has Italian rainbow cookies for him because he asked for them. She rented a pickup truck and jokes that Donna, Louie's mom, can sit back there. She describes Donna as her worst nightmare. We get a recap of Donna and her relationship with Melissa, saying she doesn't want Melissa going to the release. Donna lives in Georgia, and she's expecting that Louie will stay there. Melissa says that she takes more shit than she should from Donna because she's actually kind of scared of Donna. Donna has a room set up for Louis in Georgia. Louis told his mom not to make him choose between her and Melissa, but Donna doesn't really think there's a choice. It's really just her. No Mm. choice. All right. So uh, based on kind of what we've seen, do you think that Louis is going to stay in Georgia at least temporarily, right? Like starting off. Yeah,
1: I don't think he's going to come out and come straight to New Jersey. That seems...
0: Well, here's the thing is that even an option we have seen right. other inmates especially from Georgia. in Georgia right Georgia is the strictest when it comes to probation because mm-hmm. we've seen puppy and Amber they're like on what 30 40 years of probation
1: yeah and well I I, I don't know if he's in I guess if it depends on if it's like a, I don't know if it's a state prison or a federal prison that happens to oh, be in sure, Georgia sure true. that 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 could change things but yeah based on the people we've seen in Georgia they're on they're on probation for like 30 years right
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And so – and we've seen how hard it is for people to just get permission to just like literally leave the state. Um, right. And – which always seems harder for me on the East Coast. And I was like, you, you don't – I can't leave the state. Like, you know how many times I leave the state? I leave a state Yeah, all the that's time.
0: true. Your states are a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. California, it's like you have to be very intentional to leave the state.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like I, – I, I went somewhere this weekend. I drove through three states. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like okay, of course, I left right. the state. Um Anyway, but like that seems a little bit hard. Georgia's pretty big though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. But I think it also has to do with Donna. And I don't know about you, but Donna this time, Donna, she was just annoying me, like, of everything with everything because mm. I want Donna to have a little bit of self awareness and humility because she's yeah. like, Mm-mm, he's going to do what I say. I know what's best for him. I'm going to tell him what to do. And it's like, Didn't that what you did the first 18 years that landed him in jail? Like,
0: haven't we been there? Doesn't she have a hat that they zoomed in on? It was like a pink hat that said something like baddest bitch or something. Yeah. So maybe Donna's a little bit more self-aware than you think she is.
1: Okay. My thing is, is like, she she seems to be like, if he listens, if if I get to have control of his life and he's there, which she seems to think is going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. a letter of release of who's going to tell Louie exactly what to do all the time. You or me. And it's not a choice. It's obviously me, right? But I feel like she tried that when she raised him and it made him an addict that was in prison. And you'd think you'd be like, maybe I should try something different. (laughs) Maybe that wasn't the best thing for him. Maybe like that actually harmed him. But no, she has no self-awareness of that. She's just like, no, I'm the baddest bitch. He's going to listen to me because I'm the baddest bitch and we're going to try this again.
0: Well, I feel like I would need a little bit more background information, right? Like, maybe she wasn't that strict. You know, if he's the most popular kid in school, like, you know, all social, not really going to school, like doing whatever, was, you know, typically students that we see that are like that have one of two scenarios – one, their parents are really strict and, you know, they're rebelling. Or you get the other one where the parents really aren't around and there's no supervision involved. Yeah, I just feel you like know? we
1: had we – had, there was one that we had uh, like the last season of Love After Lockup where it was like the the, the dude that we hated and the thing and the mom was there. I remember she didn't show up at the house and we didn't know where she was. The mom – that mom was kind of the mom I – Would envision you being, she's like, I don't know what to do. I've tried all these different things. Nothing works. Like I'm just praying she doesn't end up dead. Like I'm trying different things. You remember that? Like that's the, that's to me, the mom, like she's so confident that she's going to be able Mm. to fix him. And that's an unearned confidence, like completely. And that's what was, that's what was annoying me about him. It wasn't necessarily the attitude. It was that the confidence and the arrogance that went with the attitude. Right. That I'm like, you don't know that you're going to be able to fix him. Like you, where are you coming from? Um, That said, Melissa is still a crazy person.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the craziest thing about her is she's holding on to this high school fantasy that just – it doesn't make any sense why, you know? It's like, who cares how popular Louis was, you know, 20-plus years ago? We don't give a shit about – the fact that Louie had the biggest rager his senior year when you were a freshman. That means nothing in the adult world.
1: Absolutely nothing. Like what does mean something is that he had such bad meth mouth that he doesn't have teeth anymore. Like those are the kind of things that people are going to be like, really? And be like, But he was really popular in high school. And it's like, okay. Like it just, it just seems so, so weird. And that's why I'm going crazy. And it is really the only thing that when I say crazy that really that she has going on. I just cannot imagine holding on to a crush for twenty five to twenty to twenty five years.
0: Exactly, I, it's so yeah. weird. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's move on to our last couple, who are the only new. People we have seen on this episode so far. Yes. So Sheree has been living in Florida, living her best life, but she's moved back to Schenectady, New York, because her man Anthony is about to be released from prison. They met in high school where they had dated for a year. Then he cheated on her. Anthony has been in prison for the last seven years in Franklin, New York, for burglary. He always thought about her through the years, so he pursued her even though she was a bit resistant at first. He eventually asked her to marry him. Sheree gets home, where she finds Sharice, Anthony's mother, at her house, cooking in her kitchen. Sharice has a key to the condo because Anthony is a mama's boy. Sharice can't be told what to do, and she can't really imagine Anthony being told what to do either. Sharice is worried that Anthony will go back to prison because it's hard to stay off the street when you don't have your own business going on. Sheree has a plan for Anthony to go back to school and making him keep a curfew. Sheree is tracking Anthony by his phone, and Sharice doesn't think that that'll continue for long. Sheree tries to lay down the law, saying that Sharice cannot be coming by to cook breakfast or just Mm -mm. stopping in. Sheree then teases a secret between her and Anthony that the family might not be ready to hear. Sheree is getting ready to pick up Anthony, which means packing up things like lingerie. She calls her friend Sonny to tell her about the hotel stay with Anthony. Then they talk about the welcome home party where Sheree says she invited Rich, her son's father, which Anthony doesn't know about. Sheree says it's petty because Rich was hating on Anthony being in prison. All of Sheree's family thinks that they are married. That didn't actually happen, which is the secret, because his divorce wasn't finalized. Anthony filed for divorce, but it didn't go through because he never followed up. Sheree basically paid for a fake marriage certificate and showed her family. Anthony got mad at first, but then once Sheree pointed out it's his fault they didn't actually get married, he just kind of let it go. Sheree admits that it will look worse that they lied about it. He's divorced now, but Sheree feels embarrassed. All right, so why do you think that Sheree got this fake certificate instead of just waiting for him to get divorced and then just get married for real? I mean, she didn't have to tell her family that that's what happened, right? But to parade around a fake certificate like what did she think the end game was there?
1: I don't, I don't know. I, I this was the most confusing thing. Like this is the kind of lie a five year old tells. Like. Yeah like, okay, you came up with a lie. Okay. That bought you like a week. Like we're yeah. going to find out in a week. Right. And so what was your plan at the end of the week? It's like, I don't know. I'll think of something, maybe not a five-year-old, let's say a 12-year-old. Right. <laughs> I I don't know, but it gave me a week to figure out something else. And then that week comes around, but like, yeah, I got nothing. Like, and it's just, and especially because I don't know, I really want to know what's so wrong with her family that she couldn't just be like, Oh, I went. We went to get married. Did you get married? Oh no, there was like a weird paperwork snafu, and we couldn't do it. You didn't have to say what it is. I don't know. You know yeah. how prisons are. They didn't have the paperwork in order, and they said we couldn't do it today, right? Yeah. And so we're gonna try again in a couple months, right? Yeah. It just it because, it because it actually is based on what we've seen of prisons and how they work so far. It's completely within the realm of possibility to be like, well, what was the problem? And I was like, I don't know. They didn't really say. They just told me I couldn't do yeah. it.
0: Yeah, they are pretty vague about <laughs> yeah. things. So, yeah. And I mean, and what would your parents really want to see? I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like, why would your family need to see actual physical proof that you guys were married?
1: That's also part of it. Like, I can't imagine...
0: That makes me think like you're that untrustworthy.
1: I mean, okay, so I've been married before and my parents were there. Right. So they didn't need proof that I got married because, I mean, it's one of those things that I guess if you eloped, I'm trying to make it I'm trying to make it not go with prison. Right. If you eloped and said, oh, yeah, we got married. Would your parents be like, I don't believe you. Show me the license. Like, well, I don't yeah, think that's they what would. I was
0: saying. Like, yeah. how untrustworthy of a child are you that your parents are a- asking for receipts for everything?
1: <laughs> stuff it really and stuff it doesn't affect them. Like, I don't believe right. you. Like, okay, well, I guess I mean you do need receipts for certain things like I mean. Getting them on your health insurance and stuff. However, if you use the fake receipt, they call that fraud and you would go to yeah. jail. Like So it is just yeah, for family. Yeah, which is super
0: concerning. But yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, I don't understand why you're spending $100. That's how much she said she paid for it. $100 for a fake certificate. What? Like
1: I could do that in Photoshop in like 20 minutes. Well,
0: that's okay. <laughs> for one, I was thinking, okay, you could Photoshop that crap in like two seconds, right? And it's like your parents, how – you know, How, how sophisticated are they? Yeah. Convincing of a fake? Do they actually need? That was my first thought. Right. My second thought is it legit? Is cheaper than a hundred dollars just to get just a real license? Why don't you just license. wait?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I guess if you. Yeah. I mean, you bribe somebody at the county courthouse. I guess I don't even know what you're doing with it. It's so. It was so. Why did it was that was the whole qu- time I was doing this. I was like, why did she do why? this? Like, yeah, why? And I, I'm sure. Sh- I, I, my guess is it was some sort of power struggle with your parent with the parents about like, like I'm saying like you're not getting this dude is not going to marry you. You're fooling. He's he's playing you with the game. And she was like, uh-uh, I love him, mom. I'm going to marry him. It's going to happen today. And then it didn't happen today. And she was like, I'm still going to shove it in her face and tell her it happened today.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, All right. So, uh, yeah, that was all the couples we saw. We know there are more to come. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I think there was seven. So, they kept
1: showing the pictures like on the screen at the beginning. And I think there was oh, seven yeah. inmates. So I think we have two more couples to come.
0: Okay. Uh, so out of the group that you saw this week, who would you say is your student of the week?
1: Um, For what we saw this week, I'm going to say Key Rock. Um, okay. I thought he was a really good. And I really just like he was awesome with his mom. Everything was so far so good. Out of prison. And I just really liked the exchange with his mom where he talked about, like, how he was starting to grow chin hairs. And she was like, what yeah, you know, like, 18 yeah, yeah. under there? Actually, was that's funny
0: because I was like, well, can I pick Tammy? Because I really like Tammy. Yeah. She just, she was like, awesome. that is... Yeah. And he was the like, dream, don't, don't, right?
1: pluck my, don't pluck my chin hairs, mom. Stop. <laughs> yeah. But
0: like super supportive. Like that's exactly like the ideal, the dream of any kind of difficult news of coming out to your family. Right. right. Like that's the reaction you want. That's the dream. Right. Because
1: so. Tammy was even like, oh, not he's not a trans man. He's just a man. Like that's just yeah. he, he, he's always right, been a man. He's right, a man. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Tammy's great. OK. Uh, what about your dunce?
1: Oh, man. Not hurting for choice here. Um, I'm going right? to say, I want to say Asante. Like, okay. I know we talked about what happened to him at the beginning, but he's clearly full of shit. Like this whole right. time.
0: <laughs> You're sneaking out like that's risky just in general. You have no idea. This is the first night you've spent with this woman. You have no idea. She could be a light sleeper.
1: Yeah, she could always, she could be one of those people that always pees at 3.30 in the morning every night. <laughs> right.
0: Or just like, you know, is pretending like she's asleep and like watching you sneak off.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to come back and the lights are going to be on and she's going to be like, oh, hi. Yeah. 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 It's very risky at all. Definitely risky on night one when you know nothing about her. But it also was like, well, what kind of – that's what I was saying. What kind of priority is it that night one, night one, you're like, I got to get the hell out of here. Like I got to get with this other person.
0: Right. Uh, I went with Sheree. Like, come on, you're paying for a fake marriage license? Yeah. Like, that just, I mean, what is your end game? Oh my God. Because didn't even get,
1: we, uh, I'm going to go back because we didn't even get to Sheree was bad. The mom. I would, if somebody's <laughs> mom was in my kitchen failing to open a can of tuna with a chat oh, opener, yeah. just been like telling me what I can do in my kitchen, I'd be like, no, I would, I would legit if if my partner's mom was just showing up at my house and making a mess of my kitchen for yeah. making her own food, I'd be like, this doesn't happen anymore or we are broken up. This, no, yeah, absolutely right. not. Yeah,
0: It drives me nuts when people are just in my kitchen, like cooking things when I'm in there I'm just like, get yeah. out of my kitchen. I
1: couldn't imagine, especially because, I don't know, I, I saw like a, a, a tweet or a TikTok or something like earlier this week that was just like, I didn't know that being an adult- would mean that you're constantly cleaning your kitchen. Like, did you go out to eat yeah, yesterday? I know, right? Yeah, doesn't matter. You have to clean your kitchen. Did you make dinner? Clean your kitchen. And so I feel oh, like gosh. I'm always cleaning my kitchen. So the idea that I would come home and someone else would have made a mess of my kitchen, I'd just be like, what are you doing? No. Like, stop this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, what about your life lesson?
1: Uh <laughs> I guess I'll go from that. Don't make a mess of other people's kitchens. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's one of those things that like I understand when you get like my I, I mean, my parents have the keys to my house, right? But just having the keys to someone's house and this is really what the life lesson is, doesn't mean that you have free access to their house to come and go right. as you please.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Unless you live there, but that's the Right, story unless altogether. you live there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, my life lesson kind of has to do with Brittany. Um, I think this is something Brittany needs to hear. Uh, you know, I get pet names, and you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the whole c- being cute, right? Being cute in a relationship, but mm-hmm. it's borderline irritating. So you should just check, check yourself, right? Keyrock, yes. not about being called a dumpling. A
1: dumpling? Oh my God! Could you? I, 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 That just is, is, it does not hatch his personality remotely, remotely.
0: No, no, not at all. Not, no one's about her whining. So it's just like, we get that you're trying to be cute, but you should probably like, I don't know, take a serious look at how it comes off.
1: Yeah. And I I think it's especially annoying to the of us because we know each other pretty well. and We both oh, actually we are
0: not cheesy people at no. all. Like, no, like no,
1: and, and we I, not to say we we definitely both like love people and love people hard, but it's not going to be games oh, no. and we things are not and gifts. Cheesy, no. Yeah. Nope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, no cheesy not. little nicknames. No, no. But babe, I don't hey, think babe, I ever call my no. partner babe ever. Or, that I would mean, be I weird. have
1: I have in like a definitely like as a joke, like hey babe. Like, like, just no, as a one hundred percent like that
0: would be weird.
1: Like being like, almost like doing it to make fun of people who would do that. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so we're just getting started with this season. So we will be back uh, this time next week to cover episode two. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Until then. Okay. See everybody then. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.